The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. You know, I think Finn Lizzy said it best back in 1976 that the boys are back in town. Yeah. That would because be us. That would be Talking Cowboys. That would be us. Live from the star in Frisco as we are reunited. And it feels so Cowboys good. Family. Did you steal that intro from Mickey? Did I? It's got, he goes with the old school references. You oh, know? Uh, no. 1976, I, man. Literally, I had to Google that as the show intro was coming okay. on because I thought, oh, the boys are back in town. I don't know what year this was released, so I wanted to look it up. I even didn't even know Thin Lizzy sang that. I'm not going to lie. I didn't either. I had no idea the name of whatever the artist was that, that put that out there. But Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans back here with Talking Cowboys. And, boys, it is good. To be back in I missed you guys. I missed you guys. Y'all left me. Yeah. Y'all left me. Now, wait so. a second. I was worried about you jumping ship. Yeah. I was, what do you mean you worried about me? What are you talking about? You I, worried about me? Right, P, don't worried, start that. I was don't worried, you too. start. Don't P, not on the show. He did a little bit too good. He did a little bit too good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm only, proud of him. We're brothers. What about that? The only reason I say that is because on the break yesterday they were having like show versus show talk about okay. which show is better. And you've spent some time with Hanging lately, mm-hmm. and I thought I didn't know where your allegiances may- necessarily lie. Maybe they're threatened because he did such an awesome job. Maybe they're threatened now that you know he's coming back, and our team has been working hard during this awesome. We've been working really hard during camp. Oh, every day, all of us. I I would expect that from Kyle. <laughs> but this is a sneak blow. Are you a Paul? I, I'm hurt. Are you a Paul? I'm really like this is a side. This is a, you're here though. You're I here, am. so we're good. Let's go. So uh, I miss you guys. I, all of us have really kind of had new roles introduced yes. to us over the last three and a half, four weeks now. I mean, Hecma had to host hanging with the boys, which by the way, fantastic yeah, awesome job, job as always. Great job, guys. great job. Strange. Isaiah over here was the color commentator yes. in a three man booth for the Arizona Cardinals preseason did game. That. Did that. Fantastic job, as always. Rob is a new father, of course. We knew hey. that, and he's having to go through. Anything else new for you? That's about it. But you had that's another a, baby? That's, that's, that's a enough. lot. Big time. That's a lot. No, you had another one. baby? No, it's that one. long since we hung out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. got some questions answered, right? <laughs> I was just trying to, I'm trying to find something new for Rob. Oh, well, you're you're putting together a documentary, so that's a big time thing. Yes, yes. Airing Saturday. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, Darren Woodson. Darren Woodson called a path to safety, his life and career. So awesome. we're, we're excited be, about that. It's yep. going to be really where, where can we find really that? Good. Uh, it'll be on all of our social channels and airing uh, locally, I guess, on, on CBS before the mm-hmm. preseason game. Nice. It yeah. leads into countdown to kickoff for the preseason game That's against awesome. the yes. Texans. And, Congrats, and we bro. did it last week with the Drew Pearson documentary, Drew yes. Pearson's life documentary and kind of his Ooh. story along the way to his Hall of Fame career. Really Really good job from the deep blue staff all the way over, and we're excited for Rob's as well. For fans that are very passionate that think Woody should be in the Hall of Fame, I think they'll enjoy this. This is the one. Yeah, it outlines why. Why he needs to be there. 
for yeah. sure. And certainly I think he should be in that conversation. So once again, the Darren Woodson documentary, you said A Path to Safety? Yes. I love that. I love that name. That's coming up Saturday, so be sure to look out for that. I did some sideline reporting. That was fun. Yeah, you That's did. That's a new yeah, role. Yeah, yeah you did. Job. You've been all over the place, though. You've been Me? all over the place. You've been the sideline reporter. You've been doing can't the, the, the camp preview, pre-camp, post-camp. Can't I mean, money, come on, man. What can't you do? Battlegrounds. Don't even tell us. <laughs> He's writing battleground articles on DallasCowboys.com. Right. I mean, come on. Wow. He's a busy man. I, I am. And it's been a ton of fun. And I, I have. I've missed you guys. I've missed the show. I've missed being in studio. And so having every, everybody back is is exciting, especially since we were able to keep Heckman and extend him to a long-term contract deal. <laughs> mm. uh, we had some, some competition. From now hanging with the boys, and we had to, we had to make. Now we back. There so it is. let's go ahead. Since we haven't had this conversation as a group, I want to get everybody's general thoughts about what happened in Oxnard and kind of the growth of this team over the last three and a half weeks. Heck, I'll start with you to kind of to to get things started. But what have you seen growth wise the most over the last couple of weeks and and throughout training camp so far? I mean, there's plenty to to go. To talk about the defense, obviously, from last year, just Dan Quinn's effect, um, the way that you, these guys are pursuing the ball, uh, the way that they're using these multiple looks. Uh, I think Dan Quinn's effect on this defense, and I've heard Nate Newton say maybe it'll take about six games. But for me, you know, some of the things that I'm seeing are immediately uh, the immediate impacts. Um, I think the competition level, which we talked about, the culture changing thing coming through competition, and I've loved to see a lot of the competition. Now it's all about these last couple of preseason games just to see them put this chemistry together to see, you know, what we're going to have in our team in 2021. But for the most part, I think it's just been about the competition culture that I see uh, happening through Oxnard and continuing here in Frisco. Yeah, I think obviously taking a look at the defense, you know, trying to figure out who our guys are going to be. I think we have probably half of our defensive uh, starters established. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, it's pretty competitive. You know, to your point, I think it's an open, uh, open competition. So I think trying to see how that's going to kind of, uh, you know, the dust is going to settle on that in terms of the secondary, in terms of what's your rotation going to be at linebacker. Uh, I think in, in terms of the defensive line, obviously we just suffered a blow with uh, with Gallimore, but trying to understand what that's going to look like. Yeah. So I think a lot of our understanding of that we have we have guys that can play but how do we involve them into the scheme right how do they from and how does that change from week to week based upon our opponent and what they're presenting um and then on the offensive side of the ball it's all been it's been all about getting healthy yeah I think, you know seeing if our offensive linemen are healthy can they can they take rushes can they you know can they put that back foot in the ground and take a bull rush on you know going against the rams in practice how, how did that go we saw some guys had a little fight in them um at the receiver position we're getting you know guys are stepping up cd lamb stepping up the competition for the sixth position is really kind of picking up right now, especially with the injury to Malik Turner, um, and then and then of course all the drama you know revolving around Dak and do we have a second quarterback? Do mm-hmm. we have is that guy on the roster? Uh, so a lot of question marks in terms of the offense right now, um, but I think in terms of the defense, just who is it going to be? Yeah, I, th- I, I go along with what Isaiah just finished with. There's still some position battles that I'm not sure about. You know, backup quarterback. I think Garrett Gilbert has been by far the best backup quarterback in this camp. But, you know, budget pending, you know, would they be still open to creating competition there based on what they've seen with him? It's been good for him to get some extra reps and kind of see where he is running this offense if, you know, they come into a situation without Dak during the season. Backup swing tackle, what's the situation there? Backup center, what's the situation there? Um, 
And now this defensive line at defensive tackle, no Neville Gallimore, who steps in? They got good numbers, as Mike McCarthy said yesterday, at that position. They don't have a ton of experience at that position. Mm. So those are still questions I've got going into this last stage of training camp. But there, are, there have been a lot of good things. And, and you mentioned CeeDee Lamb. We had a discussion in our last show, I think, before we all broke before camp. And I said Amari Cooper's the best receiver on this team. He's going to have competition for that this year based on what we've seen out here in Oxnard. I'll still go with Amari Cooper based on his entire body of work, his career. But what we've seen from CeeDee Lamb in these practices, and they're not tackle practices, but he has been dominant. He looks like a first-round draft pick in everybody's fantasy leagues this year. Mm. 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 That's big time, Rob. He's putting ideas in people's heads. I didn't know this was a fantasy football show. So, 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 Rob, are are you taking CeeDee Lamb over Amari Cooper in in, in your fantasy football league? I didn't say that. I I, I, I got got that in my head yesterday because Derek was like, where would you where would you just hypothetically draft him and draft I'm like uh, I don't know first round uh, not first overall necessarily but yeah. high mm. I mean if he's going to do this all season that all purpose yards yeah. got that fantasy impact so outside of CD Lamb if you would have told me back on July 19th the day before we left for Oxnard that the majority of my questions in the middle of August would be on the offensive side of the football, I might have laughed at you. Yeah, true to But there are a lot of questions on that offensive side. And luckily for that, the offense, starters isn't necessarily the, the biggest question. It's, it's all about the depth. Because starter-wise, I think you're pretty much set. You could set the starters right now with your eyes closed, with nothing in front of you. You've got your starters set down. After that, which you're going to go after that, yeah. it almost looks like you're one deep in every position. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot underneath that. Is that scaring you as much as it scares me? Yeah, it should it should scare you. But the thing is, is that training camp is all about evaluating talent in depth. And so they've had an opportunity to see where they are. And I think going into training camp, you wanted to figure out how they were going to shore up the swing tackle position. You mm-hmm. thought that there were going to be certain players or development from Steel and Knight and even the Seki signing that we would kind of – the learning curve would be there, and you would kind of put that whole thing to bed. But I think when you see the players come back, like even with Leo Collins and, and him coming off of the labrum surgery, even looking at Trist, you know, with Smith yeah. uh, and seeing where he is, again, I, I don't fault you for having those questions after seeing Steele and Knight play for two preseasons, and even the Seki, even though he mm-hmm. did a lot better uh, in the second preseason game, I think those questions are going to loom, and you're going to have them all the way until Raymond James Stadium. Yeah, I'm concerned. Uh, I am too. I'm I'm very concerned. Swing tackle is one I think you just made a great point. Swing tackle I'm extremely worried about. I am ultra worried about the center spot. What happens to it if Tyler Biotish is not able to play all 16, 17 center. games? But you knew that going into the season. You knew. I, we did know that. But that's the thing is is uh, we always looked at it and we had that spot circled. I think we talked about it on a yes. show. I think we were saying, okay, what's after Tyler Biotish? Because there wasn't a whole lot. It was Matt Farniak who played guard for the majority of his time at Nebraska. What's going on? Backup quarterback is the same thing. That, I think Garrett yeah. Gilbert has done the most – out of those three positions to ensure that, hey, guess what? We're going to be fine at that spot if worse comes to worst. But either way, you're not comfortable with I any of those three spots. I don't like our backup quarterback situation. Even with Gilbert? At all. I don't. Yes, no. No, okay. Gilbert. Gilbert is not the answer. Um, and that's no disrespect to him. I know he's doing his best and, you know, he's, he's giving and giving his all. But for this offense, it is very apparent. 
to see the discouragement on the faces and the body language of all the players that are on the field when he's out there. When he goes, when he even especially even last night, guys are running open. You have guys beat on the goal routes or post routes by one or two steps, and it's underthrown. He ends up hitting the back of a defensive back. That is discouraging as a receiver. You could see CD, you could see Gallup and those guys walking back, not running back, walking back to the huddle saying, next man, go ahead, get the next rep. That's because I, I really don't care to be in there right now with that guy. I'm just, I'm just telling you how it is. And when, this, when, this, when you have those players that, that keep you, – you, you recognize he's not Dak. As a player on that team, you recognize he's not Dak. He's not our guy. He, Nor he, is he expected he's supposed to, be. to be. No, exactly. But you expect him to come in and, and to deliver, right? It's one thing. Effort is one thing, right? And executing is another. He's giving effort. He's trying his best. But sometimes your best just isn't enough to match up with the 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 guys that you have around you. So if these guys are outrunning him, not good. If he's if he's patting the ball because he doesn't feel comfortable in the pocket, it's not good. If he can't step up in the pocket and deliver a ball when guys are blitzing, it's not good. If he doesn't have the ability to get out the pocket and create plays when that happens, it's not good. So it's not good not only because you can't run the same offense that you can run when Dak's in the, in the game, but these guys don't even have the faith in you that you can even move the ball down the field. And that's when it becomes an issue because you've seen it last year. CeeDee Lamb dropped a lot of balls last year, not because he wasn't able to catch the ball, but because he was like, I'm not going to be able to do nothing with this ball afterwards. <laughs> you know, it's, it's literally a, it's yep. a light switch. I'm discouraged. So I'm not putting forth that extra uh, to go get this thing because we're probably going to have a three and out. Really quickly, so I noticed the same energy level drop off yeah. The first practice following Dak Prescott's shoulder injury, there was a noticeable drop-off with the energy in Oxnard. How many practices have you watched in Frisco to see that exact thing? Or watched live in general to see that exact same energy drop-off? I saw it in the game. I saw it in the okay. game the other night. I saw it, and I saw it last night. I saw the practices in, in California. So three for three. Yeah, I'm you've three been, for three. You've been out for three days. Yeah, I'm three and for you've three. seen it all three days. That I mean, that's that's yeah. worrisome. That's yeah, worrisome to me. And, and and it'd be one thing if it was just like a couple plays, but there's it's consistent. It's very consistent. It's it's a sack. It's a it's a you know. I'm assuming it's a it's not picking up the call in terms of where you're sending your protection up front. I'm not in there to see that, but he's getting sacked. Um, ball location is not on point. There's a couple throws here and there that you say, oh hey, good job. But when you, it's pretty consistent that the ball is not being where it, where it needs to be. That's interesting because I, I mean, former quarterback, I trust your opinion for sure. Um, and I do th- to your point. I think when he's been able to set his feet, he's had some nice touch on the ball. Not yeah, only the the throw he made yep. the other night, but in practice, he's done that too. I I think he's shown some good poise in these preseason games when the pocket breaks down. But I there have been a couple throws, first drive of preseason in Canton, and then I think the first drive the other night where easily could have been intercepted. Yeah. So yeah, th- there's some decision making. Got it. You got to look at. I, I still think he's probably going to be the backup unless they find an option that that fits their salary situation because it's not what it was last year. Um, but the the reality of the situation is I, I don't know what else is really going to be out there that's that's better than Garrett Gilbert for what they can afford probably. And it's the reality of the the job too. If you don't have Dak Prescott for a stretch of games at some point in the season for whatever reason, they're not counting on that because his shoulder's doing a lot better. Um, it's going to be a problem. And it's going to be uphill. I, I have a projection. What's that? I I foresee there being a surprise cut or a surprise trade to go get a number two quarterback. It's definitely something they'll talk about. 
I, I, yeah. I'd be shocked if they didn't because have those at, this, at this point they have to you because have it's to. not even close at the other at the third and fourth guy. It's not even close. No, it's no. a separation. It's a and even when you off. look at the town eleven, you're talking about CD Lamb and guys. These receiving core, these veteran guys, they they know when you don't have it. Yep. They've ran this route a hundred times, and yep. if you hadn't gotten it there. Any of the times, they, they look, you just can't it's do it. And, and that's the discouragement yeah. that you're talking about. But that's where, I, that's where, even with the backup center position and with the backup quarterback, the powers that be, they know these guys' talent level and what they can yeah. and can't do. And, and these are just things that have to be fixed. The backup center position is paramount. They have to do something about that right now because you can't go into a season thinking that all of these things are interchangeable like Martin is to right tackle. Like it, it, You just can't. Williams to left guard to center, it's just, not, it's just not that easy. It was a great idea on paper. It was a great idea, and I think this offensive staff has been spoiled with having a Joe Looney who can do that position flex. You can go from guard to backup center and kind of be that guy back and forth. I think that got spoiled a little bit in that regard. They tried to do it with Connor Williams, and they said, hey, you're good enough to get that done. Mm -hmm. You're a great – or I wouldn't say great. You're a good left guard in the league. You could be a good center, right? It's not that easy. It really is. If he fixed his snapping woes, would you be okay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that's the first order of but snapping the ball. You got to get it. Thing to fix. Absolutely. <laughs> so, gotta, do you guys do you guys believe that that can be fixed with just reps? Um, Maybe a thousand reps. Yeah, I, I think it can, and I, I personally don't think the experiment's over with because I, I don't know what their other recourse is unless they, yeah. you know, Connor McGovern played it in college, but they haven't been willing to put him at that position for whatever reason. I I still think they're going to work at it with him. I just wonder why they didn't do it in OTAs. Yeah. In May and June to kind of accelerate this process. Maybe they thought they had Joe Looney in their back pocket and they weren't really worried about it until training camp. Damn Giants, I tell you, boy, they are some sneaky. What they did was low what they did was low down. As soon as Kellen Moore and Oxnard said, Yeah, we don't have Joe yet. JG hops on the phone Boom. and says, you don't I have mean, Joe at all, my friend. <laughs> You're not going to have Joe. <laughs> Joe retired, and they still have first yeah. rights to Joe if he, if he mm. comes out of retirement. Yeah. So, interesting thoughts at center. I think I agree with you, Rob. I, I don't think they're done yet. And it was, what was it, two snaps or three snaps during that Arizona game that were iffy? Two. And two. You could really say two in the first game, too. So, yeah. four snaps. Uh, I think in live action. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's you can't have that happen, and that that affects Garrett Gilbert. I do think to play devil's advocate, I think there are plenty of things on offense you can be happy about and optimistic about, even depth wise. I mean, I think your wide receiver depth is really yeah, good. good. It's a good point. Uh, I think your tight end depth is good, although it's going to take get McEwen back. It's going to take him a little while to come back um, from from the ankle injury, probably maybe into the regular season. So mm-hmm. got three weeks to go there. Centers end of the preseason, you mean? End of preseason, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, end of preseason. So center, you could always kick Zach Martin out to tackle. I keep saying that. I that would be my recourse. But if they're just looking at the guys that are competing for that job right now, I don't know. It's up in the air who's going to win that job as the swing guy. Um, and then yeah, backup quarterback. I I like some of the things we saw from Garrett Gilbert and Oxnard, but it's not a 
It's not an Andy Dalton situation where you feel, hey, this guy started 130 games in the league, and I feel great about this if Dak goes down. It's just for how do you feel if we go into Week One and this right shoulder situation hasn't progressed and it's still something that's limiting him on throws, and they say, okay, this is going a, lo- a lot longer than we think, and Garrett Gilbert's going to get the start. Against Tom Brady? Well, I, I don't think, feel great about it. Okay. <laughs> I don't feel great about it. Uh, but, it was rhetorical. I just yeah. yeah, I just wanted to get your expression. Well, yeah. everyone <laughs> listening that is a Cowboys fan just had their heart ripped out of their chest by Heckman Harris. No, don't don't put that on me. I was I was talking to P. I was P said he looked good and No, he, there, there, he did have some he has had days where they've moved the balls in offense. I think to Kyle's point, the first couple days after Dak sat out, it mm. was the defense was just flying around shut down the offense it got better progressively the problem they've had is the problem they've had with Dak or whoever in the games in these first two preseason games they haven't finished drives they can't finish drives you know field goals that might be a conversation we have in the in the third segment I want to talk about Kellen Moore and and kind of the offensive scheme and scoring early and red zones troubles is this something that's going to continue into 2021 however when we come back here on the other side of the break we've got some fan questions people are excited that the band is back together how about that the Mm. gang's back together and people are pumped about it we've got plenty of really good fan questions to answer when we come back with more talking cowboys here on dallascowboys.com Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Back here on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Oh. We missed that kind of uh, commercial band. <laughs> yeah. Goodness but Nobody gracious. can hear. No, nope. thank, thank goodness that's the case. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. 
See more, do more. <laughs> Seriously, I can't. <laughs> Isaiah's done. Look at this. Look at, look at on the screen for those watching. Oh, my gosh. He is done. Oh, man. I'm so glad commercials are not live. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, everybody. I know you want to be in on the joke. That's fun. It's a family show. It's a family show. show. Family show. Mm, family is show. it a family show? Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Time now to answer some fan questions. I've got Chris Beam in the back, back in his rightful throne of running the show. He's got the sounder ready for some fans on the 50. Fans on the 50. I love that. Isn't it great? Yeah. And normally, for those of you who may not have joined us in terms of fans on the 50 during the regular season last year, it, our show started at 9.30, so the first segment was over at 9.50, so it was fans on the 50. Right now we're at 11, and we will be up until the start of the regular season, so we'll be fans on the 20 pretty much. So we're getting closer, closer to the red zone, I think, with the fans Good. at the moment. So, But we can't call it Twitter on the 20 because that's what the draft show uses, so gotcha. it's a little bit different. So let's start things off with our guy Jake. He always asks great questions. First off, he says he's excited the band is back together. Do you think we're going to keep all 11 of the draft picks that the Cowboys made aside from Josh Ball and Farniok, it seems like every drafted rookie has been making plays. What do you guys think? We'll start. Uh, we'll start with you, Rob. That's a great question. I, I don't know if Farniok makes this team, but other than that, I think just about every guy should be on this roster. I mean, you you go down the list, and Israel Mukwamu is a guy that I don't know where he fits in as a rookie in the lineup, but you watch him play in these games, and you're like, there, there's a lot to work with here. here and he, ma- he makes a play or two, and you're thinking, this is. This is why they drafted him. So I I think there's a great chance that 10 out of 11, you know, and Josh, I don't think Josh Ball's not going to make this team. He's just been hurt. Just injured. And I think his chances of winning the backup swing tackle job aren't there. But, but yeah, I'd say at least 10 out of 11. Hmm. And Farniok is interesting because of the necessity maybe at center. If he's that yeah. other option outside of Connor Williams at center other than Tyler Biotish. Maybe yeah. he makes it because of that. Maybe that's the thing that they, they throw into the mix. I think Mukwamu's an interesting conversation. As far as the, the top three, four-round guys, I think you're pretty safe in saying those guys are going to make the roster. And, and a lot of people in the past would say, and you guys can, can agree or disagree with this afterwards, but it, usually if you're a day one, day two, and then early day three pick, you're going to make the roster. But with 11 draft picks, it's busy. I mean, there's a lot of guys late in that draft class that probably aren't a high priority for roster acquisition and things of the sort. Is there anybody that sticks out to you in that regard, Heckma? I don't want to take Simi Fajoko away from you. Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. (laughs) I know that's who you're on. But, I I mean, staying with the O-line trend, I I think Forniak is another guy that's battling to get on this roster. But the thing with the backup center may be his saving grace to get on. I'm with you on Izzy McQuamo. I, he's a guy that I love in OTAs, loved his footwork and everything that he's he's been doing. But in some games, I've just seen a few things with him catching. And you pointed that out in uh, in your color commentating in the, in the game that he's catching tackles, and you can't do that from his from Dan, Dan Quinn's defense. But I I do believe that he is a guy that makes the team, but he may never suit out during the year. Yeah, uh, that may just be his his reality. But you know, again, for all the other guys, I, I just feel like. Ball is going to make this team, um, and, and th- like I'm with you. This ten out of eleven may make it. Well, I forgot about Simi. That that's an interesting one. What do you think? That's why I'm leaving it for him. Wide receiver I know on the show. What do you think? I'm gonna alley oop that one. I 
I know you guys are going 10 for 11. I'm going 8 for 11. Whoa. I just, I just, we have a lot of vets Tart. on this team. We have a lot of vets on this team. Yeah. And when you're trying to make a run right now, which is what Mr. Jones's focus is, he's not concerned about development. It's, it's, it sounds bad, but, you know, you, you draft a lot and you see what you got and you dwindle it down to what you absolutely need. That you don't draft 11 just to say, I'm keeping 11. No, you draft 11 to see, okay, out of this 11, who are the best guys that deserve to be here? If that requires me cutting a fifth-round pick, that's what it is. You know, Typically, the only time that you're safe is one through four. So anybody yeah. below that is really so financially. Uh, ball? I think Farniak. Ball's there. I think okay. Ball's there. You know, Farniak, I think he's probably gone. a surprise. Um, I, <laughs> I, I know I, who you're I going love, with here. I mean, Simi, Simi has a heck of an opportunity right now. With Malik Turner out, depending on how how long Malik long Turner's out. out, if Malik Turner's out the rest of the preseason, that might that might be you know that might be Simi's opportunity to slide in. But if if Malik Turner finds a way to get back in here within that last preseason game, I think it's hard. And he, he have to slide in at the six receiver. At, yeah, yeah, one through five is there, locked. There's no one way they're cutting locked. Noah Brown. No, you're not cutting Noah Wilson. Brown. You're not cutting Seth Will. So they if, tried, but no, both of those happening. guys are as consistent yeah. as they've ever been. So you, so it's a, between Malik Turner and you know who's a vet, yeah. who's been around, who knows how to play. You know what, the, what you're going to get out of him on special teams. Simi doesn't bring anything to special teams. Number six receiver is not playing offense. So what do you need him on the roster for? To play special teams, so you're gonna typically you go with the for sure thing in that regard, which he would be a core special teamer. Malik Turner would be a, one of the five core guys that that that, that, that he talks about. That's so. right. I mean, he was on the team, not even kind of like CJ. Like CJ doesn't count really as a corner, yeah. and I don't know if they counted Malik as a wide receiver last yeah. year. So that's a good point. Um, yeah, I forgot about Simi. I mean, I'm kind of hesitant. I might go nine out of eleven there, but I do wonder if he's cut. At the end of camp, yeah. he may be getting claimed by no, somebody. He'll get, he'll get so. claimed. Absolutely. I just don't see – for what this team needs right now, I don't see that he provides that value. Now, I think he'll be okay down the road, but I don't get the sense of urgency that he can contribute in the way in which you need him to right now, which is your four, five, and six receivers will be key contributors on special teams. That's what they would be. It's you're right. It would be a developmental yeah. guy, yeah, kind, it, kind of like uh, keeping Mukwamu. Yeah, you know. I mean, Reggie, I mean, Reggie Robinson was a developmental oh. guy, and I don't see him sticking around past it. You know, past this year. So, no, so I mean, and then you look at Mukwamu. I love Mukwamu, but he's not. A, he's not hitting. So he has to show over the next two weeks that he can hit, and that's really just a, a decision for him. If he shows that shows the the staff that he's willing willing to hit. He doesn't have to be awesome at it. Are you willing to throw your head in there and hit somebody? Then he makes this roster. If he doesn't, then guess what? You're in. The, you're an additional corner, just like he played at the end of the last game. But they show you how much they value uh, Mukwamu on some of their sub oh, packages. Yeah, I love. I love. You him. know, he's not. Yeah. He's not only in it free. They they'll bring him up in the nickel corner yeah, situation. I've seen the him. Do, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. You know, him come up in the nickel corner set yep. and do really well. So that's what I'm saying. I think he's a guy that may make the team. But I, I like it too. By me, but, but then again, same thing with him, right? If he's going to be on the roster. And you're not going to be like one of our primary safeties or primary corners. What do you have to be able to do to contribute? Special teams. Special teams. And if you're not running and hitting anybody, you're not playing special teams. Point taken. So if he makes that decision, he he secures his spot. That's all they are waiting for. Are you going to decide to throw your head in there and hit somebody? If you're unwilling to do that, I can't help you. Mm. 
And we're we're not talking about the the cuts, by the way, for those listening from ninety yeah. to eighty five. This is not our conversation. It's we're 50, mostly 53. talking about the fifty three man roster in the practice squad. Whenever that comes up, there's a good chance that those guys don't go un, uh, don't go claimed and go unclaimed and make their way through waivers. Uh, I think Mukwamu would probably have a better shot at yes. that than yes. Simi Fahoko. But we see it every year where a guy we think is going to get claimed ends up going unclaimed because every every team has their dudes that they want to hold on to. True. And maybe Fajoko, if he is one of the cutdowns, is is one of those guys. Uh, we're not going to talk a whole lot about the, the five cuts because those could come out any minute. Um, and we don't want to, yeah. to kind of like make our predictions on it too, too early. Uh, how about this? This is from Ernie. He says, does Dak going into his sixth year – absolutely need those preseason reps. What value comes from playing him at a series against the Houston Texans that he can't get in practice? I'll leave that to Isaiah. No, he doesn't necessarily need them. Um, not physically, he doesn't need them. Mentally, he may, but we're, none of us are in that room. None of us are, are sitting next to him to understand his confidence level right now in his ankle, um, in his shoulder now. <laughs> and that throws a whole other thing into, into it. Um, so I don't believe that he necessarily needs those reps. I think the guys around him need those reps. Dak doesn't need those reps. His receivers need those reps. Um, his offensive linemen need those reps. His tight ends need those reps. Those are the guys that need him because they their success is dependent on him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I Lewis Riddick on ESPN had a great point. I, I love his analysis. And he was saying, you know, every year in the NFL is new. You know, you, you have a rapport with wide receivers on your team, but you have to reestablish that every year. Absolutely. And I do think there's been something lost by him not being able to throw in these practices. And I, I do think I, you're you're the expert on this situation. I think it would be good for him maybe to get a series or two just to kind of see the field in live action and get out there with his guys. But clearly they're not worried about it that much because based on what Mike McCarthy said yesterday, heck, like they're not going to rush him in any way. And it's to this point where now I'd be surprised if he plays in preseason because if they're keeping him out of competitive drills right now in practice, <laughs> they've only really got two practices left this week and then they play the game. And he said, we're not going to play him in the Jacksonville game. So uh, now it looks like it's pointing toward Tampa Bay, and they're they're fine with that as long as the biggest thing is keeping him healthy. You guys, are, you kill me when y'all come off so cool, calm, and collective about things, right? Because nobody said this guy's he, he's eleven months removed from football. Eleven months. Not only that, he's had to have a reconstruction surgery of the ankle, basically putting things back. Two surgeries. All right. Now yeah. we're going to the shoulder. And by the way, guys, we opened up in Tampa Bay. And if he's not going to take any preseason snaps at all, your live action is live action with the world champs on Thursday night, eyeballs all over this thing. And the defense, by the way, man, they are salivating to get a hold of Dak. It's going to be a bunch of seven and eight man fronts to come after him and pressure him. He's seen that pretty much his whole career. If he doesn't have the rhythm with his wide receivers, then when do you establish that? Do you establish that in real time, no friendly fire, wartime kind of situation? Because most of the time in the Army, they at least play war games before they send <laughs> no. you out there. And I understand he's a veteran, six years. Huh. These, these things come natural. It's innate for him to play the quarterback position. But still, there has to be a rhythm component to this that this offense doesn't have. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not like to panic mode about it, but I do think what sucks is that 
he pulled himself out, and and we saw everything that happened on hard knocks that unfolded. Why they you know they they kept him out of those drills. It was the first padded practice, right. first padded practice. He hasn't really had any team drills since he's come back off the ankle. And if and you know we'll see when he gets back into that, and he probably will before the end of preseason. But it's not as much as you would like to just get a rhythm and and seeing the field, seeing things, processing things at the quarterback position. It's not it's not ideal. You know, when you guys saw on Hard Knocks that uh, Mike McCarthy asked about some number for Dak, what what is that? Like this, they're, they're the tr- GPS? Yes, yeah. It, it's mostly like a it, it's a tracking system. Yeah, a tracking it, system to see how far, <laughs> how long they were going. a hundred percent. Ultimately, okay. is what it is. I just I didn't know what it. I didn't it's, it's a you numeric guys, it's a numeric value to the physical strength or, or strain that that the players are going yeah. through. Kind of so, what you do uh, in your practice. gym with no. So we had so <laughs> you guys I, have that. My last year in the league, that technology has been that, that technology has been around soccer for a very long time. Yeah, they use it but all the they time. They use it in soccer a ton. It's, just, it's essentially it, it, it's a tracking device. It literally measures how far you ran that day, how fast you were going, uh, <laughs> exactly your acceleration. It, it just puts analytics to your actual work. So instead okay. of just saying, "Hey, heck, you've been out there running," it seemed like you you had a you know you what you had sixty plays a day. Okay, cool. That's that's a good amount. All right. Well, how hard were you going? What was your heart rate? All those kind of things, right? So they're able to track all that information. And essentially what you saw on Hard Knocks was them saying, that's too many reps on his leg. It wasn't his shoulder. It was too many reps on his ankle, right? I, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need that on him right now, so let's pull him back. He I, did not like that either. No, he did not. <laughs> he did not like that. No, he did not. And I like the competitive side of that. Yeah, no, a lot yeah. of people were like, oh, my gosh, whatever. And, like, no, I like that. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to what Heckman was saying, though. And a very good point, by the way. The first time he's going to test – a hundred percent. Because no matter what you do to try and replicate it in practice, you have a red jersey on. You're not running away from people trying not to get tackled yeah. in practice. <laughs> yeah. The first time, if he doesn't see a preseason snap, the first time he's going to do that is with that front seven from the reigning world champions barreling down upon you. Yeah. That would, yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not what you want. But I mean, let's look at the reality. Had it not been for his shoulder, he would have been playing in preseason. Yes. Had 100%. it not been for his shoulder, he would have been playing in preseason. But since his shoulder, right. your game plan's changed. So now, obviously, he's just now starting to throw again. So you don't play him in this game, obviously. And then you're not going to play him in the last preseason game that you have because that team's going to be playing their twos at best. Yep. So you don't put him at risk for that because those guys are going to be playing balls to the walls and they don't there's gonna be reckless abandonment they don't they don't care they're gonna be throwing their bodies around it's not a safe environment and it's not gonna be the quality of guys that he's gonna be playing against the following week anyway so how much will he really get or gain out of playing a series or two against guys that are not at the quality or caliber of guys that he's gonna be facing on week one it's not worth the risk that's all that's all we're saying it's it's not that he doesn't need the reps it's just that those aren't quality reps so you're 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 putting him at risk for something he's not going to get a lot of value out of. His risk versus reward. We've we've had hints of this the last week or so. We a few of us chatted with Stephen Jones in Oxnard, and he he said that it's overrated to worry about a veteran quarterback not getting preseason reps. I so they they don't seem to be concerned, and, and the biggest thing is. Let's not have a setback with that shoulder. Yeah. Let's you know. Let's not do anything. And and Mike referenced like his volume throwing. He's just not to that point where he's throwing the amount of of balls that he normally does. And until they get to that point, they're not going to put him out there. People no. need people need to be more concerned about his shoulder than his ankle. What? Wow. Why? That's that's facts. His ankle is fine. 
Okay. His ankle's fine. I mean, McCune was perfectly fine until he got rolled up on, so that could happen to anybody. Yeah. Right? So your ankle is good until somebody rolls up on you, whether you had previous injury or not. His shoulder, he uses that thing, based off of last year, 50-something times a game. Okay? So the wear and tear of that game, along with the amount of reps that you have in practice, if you pull – I, I reference this to, to Heckman. If you pull – for those in the, in, the, in the world that have pulled a hamstring, you pull a hamstring, you, you nurse it up, you heal it up. If you don't heal it all the way, if there's even a slight tear still in that hamstring, yeah, at no some good. point in time when you put that under duress and under stress, it's going to re-tear. So being that this is a muscular issue seemingly for him and his shoulder, there's a risk, not necessarily, not right now, right, but down the road when there's some more wear and tear on him that this presents itself again, which is why the conversation we were having previously is so important for them to prepare for the worst-case scenario in terms of making sure that their number two guy can carry the load for a week or two just in case. Just in case. Now, you you pray and you hope that it never presents itself. You, woo, you, you, you do everything that you can to ensure that's the case. But you prepare as if it's going to present itself. Mm. That was a good question, by the way. That was a fantastic question. Great job, Ernie. Um, yeah, so I'm not ready to press it yet, but I'm on Amazon right now. I'm ordering a panic button. <laughs> you got, you you gotta put it right here. Though. Put it on my side of the table. Panic <laughs> You're going to use Prime Delivery on yeah, that one? Or yeah, just, yeah, 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 for sure. All right, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, is it time to hit the panic button on Kellen Moore in the red zone? Maybe? When we come back <laughs> on the other side of the break. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. 
Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Dallas Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive access to training camp benefits here at the Star, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and to join today. Welcome back in to Talking Cowboys' final segment here on this Tuesday. We'll be back Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time to break it down, and then it will be Monday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week. So you get us on a trio of occasions. I like it. I like it a lot. Heckma Harrison, (laughs) Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans. The band is back together here in Frisco. Yeah, there you go. It was a good open. It was a good reference at the the top. It was. It was. Um, I was asked on the sideline. I I was walking around. And by the way, Cowboys Nation showed out. At that Arizona game, by the way, there were a lot of Cowboys fans. Everywhere. They were loud. Yeah. I know that's usually the case, yeah. but I mean, that being my first time on the sideline for a, a Cowboys game in, I guess, four years. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Did it you, was, did you it feel was like a, a small human? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm and I'm six three. Like, I'm not a little guy. Heckma makes me look little. You make me look little. Rob sometimes does too. He's he's a big guy. We're all kind of large human beings in here, but man, I felt small. I'm girthy. Oh, it's a word I never thought I would wow. hear on this show. Yeah. Um, Chris, <laughs> can we get a dump button? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what are you talking about? Just, just bold it. <laughs> um, Save that. Man. Yeah, that was. Mark yeah, we're that. Clip that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was asked while while walking around uh, by somebody up in the sand said what 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 time are we going to talk about Kellen Moore? What well, when are we talking about Kellen Moore? And my initial answer was the regular season in, in my head anyways. And my thought process as the day went along was this was such an issue in the red zone last year, getting off to a hot start offensively with the exception of of the the first, th- I guess, three games. I, I, even then, we got off to slow starts. So I guess all of last year's slow starts offensively. Is this a problem, Heckma Harrison? Is is Kellen Moore, what, what's going on with him and his play calling early in games and then whenever they get into the red zone? This preseason has really, and just training camp and being able to be in the building, has given me an up-close and personal look at Kellen Moore's offense. And my honest opinion is, is if this thing ever catches, it is going to be on fire. Sure. It is going, I mean, because he's using multiple sets. I mean, he ran out of, I had someone point this out, he ran, he actually passed out of an I formation. That is so 1988. Like, I mean, it's Emmitt Smith, Moose, and Mike, and, and Harper out there because this is just certain things you hadn't seen in an offense in a very long time. I like it. The thing is, I think sometimes, is that he gets to the red zone and he's got a list so big and he's trying to figure out how to get the play calling together and he's had some misses, right? And I'm not making up a whole bunch of excuses. I just like the scheme that he has. And I think that it's absolutely going to work once he gets Dak and gets his gets his all of his guys back together. But those are the questions that are looming with Kellen Moore. And I, and I feel like, you know, look, you guys, are, we're married men in here. So you know that the best apology is change behavior. I can tell you I'm sorry all day, but if I don't change my behavior, then I'm just going to doom to repeat it over and over again. <clears throat> change your behavior in the red zone, Kellen. <laughs> Change your behavior in the red zone. Run the ball. And I know a lot of people do not like going with those 
you know, 12, 20, get crowded all up together and run the ball. But sometimes you got to go back to basics on this thing. And, and that's where I feel like Kellen needs to be. I well, I would like to think that Kellen Moore has been in his water boy green book. Hmm. And that he's been drawn up <laughs> Did you, yeah. before, before it got stolen from him. <laughs> Where do you come up with this I would, stuff? I would like Great to think that he has been <laughs> drawing up just the most ridiculous plays you've ever seen because he has every weapon that every team in his league wishes they had aside from Tampa. We have the most weapons in this in this league on the offensive side of the ball. And with the new arrival of, of a Dalton Schultz, and what he now allows for you to do from on that side of the ball, we our possibilities should be endless. So, I would like to think that his behavioral change is coming this year. Yes. And preseason should be no indication in terms of what his work has been on the back end because he's not supposed to show what he's going to do when this mm-hmm. opening season comes. Now, week one, I want all the tricks out because they need to get off to a heck of a start against a heck of a team. Yeah, for sure. I. Kyle, your initial reaction, that's mine. I, I'm reserving yep. till the regular season. I think Hex said that too. Haven't seen Zeke have a carry in preseason. I, th- I think running the ball with your starting offensive line is what they didn't have last year to be able to, to create that, that part of your offense um, with all the injuries. That hurts you in the red zone when you can't do that. And if you you have to go back and look at, at at every situation and why it didn't happen. If you look at the first drive that they had in the red zone against the Steelers in Canton, it was pass protection. You know, a couple plays broke down, and he had to toss the ball up. I and mean, one of them almost got intercepted. He shouldn't have thrown mm-hmm. it. So there are different reasons why. But I'm just going to wait and see when it's got the got the full complement in there. And you hope that they are the full complement in there. I think we're all on the same page. Then. Yes. Wait until the regular season. That's something that I think a lot of people have a tough time doing, a lot of fans out there, because it was so frustrating in 2020. Okay. It happened all the time. It was slow starts or offensive red zone struggles. I mean, those were two things that were knocks against Kellen Moore, and then you get out in the first two preseason games, and it's the same story. And so it is frustrating, and I 100% get it, but you're right. The offensive line, and we're going to talk about them here coming up here in a second, but having them back out there, having Zeke as a part of that weaponry on offense, having all three wide receivers at the same time out on the field, we haven't seen that in a preseason game yet. I mean, having your quarterback, I, there's a lot of things that, that you are going to have in the regular season that you don't have in the preseason, right. including a full playbook. So regardless of the talent that's out there, your play, playbook goes from being this big to that big once the preseason comes around because of what you want to show to other teams and what you're going to put out on film. But I mentioned the offensive line, and Heckma, I'll start with you on this one, but they've looked really good. I mean, as a starting five, the the, the guys that you are excited to have that return with, man, they, they look the part throughout. And, and I want to get your excitement level on having those guys back into the mix. Anytime you have number 77 on the field, you better be excited because he's the best in the business. So seeing him healthy, I mean, and seeing him just completely eliminate people in practice is promising for me. Um, Zach Martin is just a savage. I mean, he's Zach Martin. You know what he's going to do. He's done it time and time again. Um, Biotish, there's obviously some confidence in Biotish if they're not getting him reps in the second preseason game and running Connor out there. So that, to me, I I just – 
want to say, all right, obviously the coaching staff feels confident in him. Connor is making, hey, man, Connor's his bringing it back. I mean, he's you see him fighting with Aaron Donald, things like, I, I like where Connor is going, toughness, but I don't want to see him at, at center at all, ever. Uh, <laughs> that's a nightmare. I don't want to see that. Um, so I'm liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing from an offensive line perspective, but not seeing Zeke run behind that offensive line yet is giving me uh, the bigger questions. Like I said, with Leo Collins, I've been watching him a, a lot because he was the one guy that I had the biggest question marks on. And it was in the Arizona game. I did. He was trying to reach block Xavier Collins. Xavier Collins is the real deal, by the way. I'm telling you. Uh, and, and he's the guy you was high up mm -hmm. on, and he's the real deal. Uh, but he was trying to reach block Xavier. He couldn't get there. There are guys right in front of him. Yesterday we were talking in, in the press box uh, and, and talking to Derek. There are guys that's right in front of uh, LC that are beating him. And these are just things that we are not used to seeing from him because he's such a dominant guy at the right tackle. So all in all, I'm really pleased with what I'm seeing. I just feel as though these next couple of preseason games, getting Leo Collins, just that confidence behind him, I think that's going to be the thing that's going to be important for the offensive line. Yeah, I feel good about our starting line. Our starting line, but the guys that had to step up last year in terms of night, in terms of steel, mm -hmm. I feel like they've taken a massive step backwards. Really? Of, absolutely. Even steel? Because I feel like steel is definitely taking a step oh. forward. I would agree with you on night. I, yeah. I haven't from what, necessarily from, been You've impressed. seen more than I've seen practice wise, but for the practices that I've seen in, in some of the games, I feel like he's taking a step back, and it's wow. almost as if. They had the confidence last year because they had to be the it's guy. It's a necessity. It's a necessity. So I have to step up and be the guy. So you start getting some <laughs> of your old your old confidence back, right? Like I'm that dude again. But then again, now that the the real guys are back, it's like, oh, let me fall back to who I was before and play my role because I'm seeing guys blow by both of these guys, and I'm like, where are the two guys from last year? You know, I'm not saying they were dominant last year, but they, they came in and did a pretty doggone good job last year. Like, where are those guys? Mm. Yeah, I I think I'm, I'm with Isaiah. Like, the starting offensive line, when they're at full strength, you, you feel pretty good about it. You have to. Biotish is the X factor. Can he be, you know, in that Travis Frederick guy where, you, you know, he's setting the, the – he's the quarterback up there pre-snap. Oh, and, and I, you know, it is interesting, the lack of reps that he's had in the preseason games – you know, I'm a little surprised at that, but Dak hasn't been in there either. So I, I, I don't know. It, Mike, Mike was asked that question yesterday, and he said, "Well, he's taken like 98% of the practice reps with the ones, so you have to trust your practice schedule and all that." Um, so yeah, I mean, I think from the starting line, there's some good things that you feel good about. I'm, I'm not sure about the center backup position. I, I'm kind of with Kyle. I think if, if you're looking at the the swing tackle candidates, not counting Zach Martin, who can slide over there. I think Terrence Steele might be the best one that we've seen since Oxnard started. I agree. But Ty Nasecki's taken more of the snaps at, on the left side. So it kind of lends you to think he's still the leader in the clubhouse to win that job. Do you think a part of the step back that you're seeing, Isaiah, mm -hmm. from Terrence Steele, it, because whenever, like you said, when you're the last man standing, what is your mindset? It's like it's like just throwing everything at it. I mean, you're going balls to the wall, like you said, just kind of going full-blown <laughs> what? No, man, you're right. I mean, you're 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 fighting for your life, yeah. especially as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. Now you get to kind of learn a little bit. You get to test some yeah. things out. You get to kind of listen <laughs> and learn and react and, and do different things along the way. Do you think that could maybe play into the factor that he hasn't had – 
maybe some of the better practices? Because you're saying this, and, and Rob and I are looking at it saying, wow, Terrence Steele actually looks better than guys like Ty Insecki and Josh Ball when he well, was if healthy. Well, if you're comparing them to those guys, I'm not comparing them to those. I'm comparing them to what how their performance last year in the actual regular season. And I just feel as if some of the things that I'm seeing, and even in just in practice alone, they're getting they're getting blown by. Now I don't know the reason for it. I don't know what their calls are. I don't know if the guys next to them are missing their assignments. There's a whole lot of things. They that don't I, have a blow by call. Yeah, there's no, no blow by, right? But, <laughs> there's no let um, him go. <laughs> but it, just, it it seems right without on it without the information that I have in terms of their their uh, what their what their roles are and their assignments are, they're not getting it done from what I've seen and. I would expect them to have – you expect anybody on your roster to make a, a leap in the, in the proper direction. And I just feel as if they just have pulled that lever back. And, I, I don't, I don't. again, there's a whole lot of reasons why it might be. It might be because they're intimidated. It might be because maybe their coaches are getting on them a little bit more. Maybe it's be the backup quarterback situation and what's going on there. Yeah. I don't know. There's a whole lot of what-ifs. Yeah. But I'm just not seeing – I was expecting them to come out and, and be kind of stoic up front. And I'm just – they're seeing their – I'm seeing their numbers turn sideways a lot. Hmm. I'm still thinking about Harry Winkler, Kellen Moore, getting his, getting his playbook stolen. The Green Book. Such a good movie. I will say yesterday's yesterday's practice was a a win for the pass rush, man. Yeah, yes. they were all over. I mean, even even Tyron, I, I, Dorrance Armstrong, Da got around him more than one, maybe definitely, twice, definitely on. at least yeah. two Can, times. We can't we can't do this without giving your boy a shout out. Now he made a bad he made a good bad play, but Bradley and I showed mm-hmm. up last week. Yes, he showed up last week, and I was disappointed. He got excited because he made a heck of a move, went up field, spent back, came up, and he headbutted dude, and <laughs> he can't do that. But he was excited. He was like, oh. I did I'm it. free. I'm free. Uh, and then he made another good play later on to make yeah, up did. for it. But he he's he's shown up now, and we haven't heard much about them little alligator arms. He's mm-hmm. been he's been getting to the quarterback. <laughs> we we talked a lot about that last year. We did, we did. But so I, that was that was written in an article. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was about to say. So you you're your yeah, I think he, I think he heard good. you in the off season. I'm pretty sure he heard you. Well, he's heard me cheering for him all the way through. <laughs> The coaching staff of me asking straight camera on camera Please. to get him. I was I was excited time. for him. I was really excited. I, for him. I've been excited too. I I've kind of come to the terms that he may be the odd man out. Mm. Um, I think yesterday. This isn't my my sheet from yesterday, but I did a uh, like what I would do, okay. or what? Excuse me, what I think the coaching staff would do cut wise, okay. and I think he was on that chopping block. So I don't know. I I liked what I saw from him. I still think he's got a little bit of a ways to go, yeah. and maybe he's a developmental guy to continue to be. And you talk about yesterday's about. yesterday's practice, man. The defense and defensive line, Dorrance Armstrong. You tweeted about Dorrance Armstrong. Mm-hmm. He, Putting together that solid preseason game and his practices, I know this may be a contract year for him. Yep. But man, Dorrance is—I mean, he looks big. Yeah, he looks good. He look, and and special teams loves him. Special teams coach loves mm-hmm. him. Yeah, so, loves him. I'm just saying, just from what I've seen from '92, man, he's looking good. There's you a can, battlegrounds coming out on oh. DallasCowboys.com about Dorrance Armstrong. Oh, how about that? Yeah, it's coming up. I think Nick said it'll probably be up around lunchtime. So Malik Hooker showed up yesterday in practice. Yes, he yeah. did. He's looking good. How outside of the pick, how did he look? Because everybody saw the pick. It was a pick six. It was on a tip ball. He looks, and good. He was his, he looks right comfortable. Place, right time. His footwork looks good. I know okay. a lot of and a lot of people are looking at him and his previous injury. To me, he looks good. I was sitting up there with, with Barry Church yesterday, and we both were saying the same thing. He he looks fluent right now. And obviously, the pick was a heck of a tip ball. He just had to catch it and go with it. But yep. um, overall, Nation right? Yeah, Nation, Nation. If Nation just just put his hands on somebody, just. He did better last game. E-Honda. He did better last game. But E Honda, I need the E Honda to come out. I don't know. Should we give him like the, the Street Fighter game? 
We probably should. Can we go talk he's, to? Can yeah, we go talk to somebody about that. Younger than I am, he probably doesn't know. Yeah, but if he get, he, can we Dawson? All right, can we at least Dawson just, <laughs> just, uh, just throw it out there, hit him in the chest, <laughs> and forgot about him too. <laughs> How do you do this? Like, what do you walk? I'm excited about him. He has a lot of right. potential, and I hate that word. But if he just gets physical, he will be <laughs> everything that Dan Quinn wants him to be. No, he, he's yeah. and 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 to going back to Malik Hooker. I even when you were talking about KZ uh, in the in the the Arizona game, mm-hmm. he came up and filled yeah, in a Harry, buddy. and you saw that immediately. Like it was like, whoa, yeah. we haven't seen that. Look at the safety. There was, there, there was no thought process. No, like he came no, up and he playing. filled it. Yeah. You know, and so if that's what we're looking for, especially in Dan Quinn's defense, having safeties that you know are aggressive and can read and react sideline to sideline, Malik Hooker. I think just from his Man, from his you know his time in the league, you know that that's his staple. That's yeah. what he does. The the DB room is an interesting Oof. conversation. Yes, it is. And we're going to have that coming up on Thursday. I think that's going to start our show. We're going to talk about some DBs, barring any crazy news between now and Thursday. We're going to have a DB conversation. Yeah. Look forward to it. Probably 10 guys going to stick around. Yep. Maybe 11 if you wanted to stretch it, but most likely it's probably going to be 10. And Ooh, there's tough decisions on the line coming up, and we're going to talk about it on Talking Cowboys. But that's going to do it for this edition. Want to thank everybody. Yeah. For being oh, my <laughs> the God. First it's back. back. It's back. <laughs> Say it with your chest every single time. Yeah. For Chris Beam Let's in the go. back, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you on Thursday with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!